Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Hey, it's so exciting for me this morning to be able to speak to you on Pentecost Sunday as we finish off our series on the Holy Spirit, God's empowering presence. And, um, you know, Pentecost, as Jacinda said, was when the Holy Spirit came down and anointed the disciples with tongues of fire to empower them, you know, to give them power and wisdom and insight and experience God's presence. And the cool thing about Pentecost is that it's just as much for us today, isn't it, as it was all those years ago. And um, isn't it also cool that we're finishing our Holy Spirit series on Pentecost Sunday like you would have almost thought that they planned it that way. Like, go the front row, eh? Yeah, wow, so cool. But hey, um, as we've learned over the last few weeks, Matt kicked us off just teaching us how the Holy Spirit is here to help us experience God. And then Stanley the following week talked about how we outwork the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. Then we missed a week, which was a bit sad because of the flooding. But last week, Matt talked about the spiritual gifts and how you know, each one of us have, has been given that. Now, to be honest, I missed all those sermons because I was in creche. But by the wonders of technology, I was able to listen to them later. And it's been so cool, as Jacinda said, to just focus on this person of the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit, our helper. The Holy Spirit, our helper. You know, often, maybe this isn't for you, but it's definitely for me, in the busyness of life, I can go days, weeks, maybe even a month, without even really kind of thinking about the fact that we have God's Spirit within us to help us, to equip us, to empower us, to speak to us. And you know what? We miss so much in our faith and in our relationship with God if we are not aware and open to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and how he wants to help us, right? You know, when I researched this, I found over 30 ways the Holy Spirit helps us, 30 different ways, 30 different scriptures. I wanted to put them on the screen, but they didn't fit. Stanley told me I couldn't because no one would be able to read them because they were too small. But do you know what? You've got Google, so you can look it up if you want. There's one for every day of the month if you want to study what 30 ways, over 30, there was 33 in the one I found of the way the Holy Spirit helps us. And you will be pleased to know that we are not going to cover all 33 this morning, I promise. <laughs> We're just going to cover a few. But you know what? My first experience, one of my first experiences of the Holy Spirit and how he's interested in my life and how he wants to help us was when I was a young adult and I came back to faith. I was about 22 and um, I was at university, Canterbury University, and I came out one day of my lecture into the car park and my yearned-for, longed-for, worked-for $500 Ford Laser 1981 car 
was not there. Someone had stolen it. I was gutted. Now, to be honest, it wasn't surprising someone had stolen it. A five-cent piece could get into this car. Like, if I ever locked my keys in the car, I just needed to get a five-cent piece out, and it would open it. <laughs> but anyway, someone stole it, and I was devastated. I was like, hey, that's my car. Like, it might leak, and it might anyone might be able to get into it, but, you know, that's my car. And I went home, and the funniest thing started happening. People kept saying to me, you should go and look for your car. Now, it would never cross my mind to go and look for my, my car. I'm like, this is a city. Like, where would I start? What, I just randomly drive around Christchurch looking for my car? Like, that is weird. But the person I lived with said it to me. I rang my dad. He said it to me. And then someone else said it to me, all independently. So it's, it planted the seed. I should go and look for this car. Anyway, that night, we were going to a really cool youth conference, and some of you might show your age like me, Get Smart. Does anyone remember Get Smart Youth Conference? Yeah, so Stanley was there. We weren't dating at the time. We were just friends. He hadn't had his eyes illuminated yet by the Spirit. <laughs> Let's put it that way. We went to Get Smart, and we were in the worship, and I just was like, my heart was heavy, you know. I was like, Lord, if you could just help me get my car back, that would be amazing. If you could just help me find my car. Well, blow me down with a feather. This road popped into my head. Memorial Ave. And I was like, that was weird. Came again. It wasn't an audible voice. It was just a thought. Memorial Ave. I was like, okay. I think I might be going to look in Memorial Ave after the service. So off we toddled at the end. And, you know, I think you were driving, actually. And we, um, we were like, okay, let's go drive. And they were like, okay, let's go. And I was like, we need to go to Memorial Ave. And Santa's so I was like, okay, but shall we look at some streets along the way? I was like, well, we can. I'm not going to find it, though, because I'm pretty sure it's on Memorial Ave. It's quite a big road, so, you know, I'm getting more and more nervous um, as we drive down. Halfway down, I look across, there's my car on Memorial Ave. I know, isn't God good? <laughs> Stanley pulls over. I leap out. I run. I leap in and drive it off because I wasn't brave enough to meet the person that had stolen it when I was stealing it back off them. <laughs> but do you know what? I tell that story, and I'm going to tell quite a few stories this morning because I felt like God said to me, testimony inspires and encourages, and testimony brings faith. You know, I was a new Christian. I didn't know how to hear God's voice. I didn't know how to hear the Holy Spirit. I was young in age, but I was young in faith. I, didn't, I hadn't studied this thing, and yet God spoke to me. You know, God, the Holy Spirit told me where my car was, like how cool is that? And so, you know, you may be young in age and you may be young in faith, but Holy Spirit can still speak to you. And you may not be. You may be like, here, Holy Spirit can still speak to you. Hey, so we're talking about this morning how the Holy Spirit is our helper. And I am going to tell stories, but don't worry, there's some scripture in there as well. Okay, you can, you can breathe easy. In fact, here we go with the scripture. Both the books of John and 1 John, the word used to describe the Holy Spirit is paraclete, coming from the Greek word parakletos, which means advocate, counsellor, and helper. And in John 14, verse 26, and I'm going to read from the Amplified because I love all the words that the Amplified uses for the Holy Spirit in this verse. It says, 
but the comforter, the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the Holy Spirit. Who needs those? Who needs those words in our lives? Whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things and he will cause you to recall everything I have told you. The comforter, the counselor, the helper, he comes. The Holy Spirit longs to help us. He's our helper. And so the first point I want to draw out this morning of how the Holy Spirit helps us is that he gives us direction. He gives us direction. And many times in Scripture, we see the Holy Spirit guiding and leading people. Paul in Acts 16, he says, the Holy Spirit kept me from going here and then led me to go here. And Philip in Acts 8, the Holy Spirit said, go that way, talk to this person. And that eventuated in the Ethiopian coming into salvation. And you know what? The Holy Spirit wants to give us guidance. He wants to give us direction for decisions, whether they be big or small. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21 says, Whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. I love that. I know many of you have got stories of the Holy Spirit leading and guiding. You know, just this morning I met two people from South Africa like only just been here a few weeks and a few months. And I've heard so many stories from people like them who have made this big decision maybe to move country. And God's given them a word to hold on to or a scripture or something. Because in these big decisions, we need God sometimes, eh, in the transitions when we're like, did I even make the right decision? Like everything's going hard. And God speaks to us. Maybe it's when you were buying a house and you've really sought God. And God's spoken to you and given you direction or a major decision about work, leaving a workplace, starting a job, confirmations in many different ways. And one way the Holy Spirit speaks to us and spoke to me in terms of direction is illuminating his word. You know, like illuminating basically means shining a light on a verse and you can read a verse and it'd be like, oh yeah, that's good. And then you can read that same verse and be like, whoa, God, you are speaking to me through that. You are showing me something through that. And um, in John 16, it says that the Holy Spirit will guide us into truth and tell us what is to come. Um, His famous preacher, Charles Spurgeon, talks about this. He says, God, by his Spirit, causes the Word to exercise new power over us. And that's cool. eh? So so that's how come if For those of us who have been a Christian for many years, we can read the Bible over and over and over again and still get new things out of it, hey? Or we can be in church for many years and hear the same topic of a sermon and still get something out of it, out of fresh and new, because we're talking to the Holy Spirit and saying, speak to me, Holy Spirit. Illuminate your word. Illuminate the wisdom that you have for me. And um, when Stanley and I, we, we used to pastor, back in the day, and we felt like God was leading us out of pastoring for a time. And it was a very difficult decision, not only because it was like our income, but way more than that, it was because it was what we felt felt called to do. And so we were seeking God, like, God, is this the right thing? For a long time we were seeking. And one time, once again it was in worship, 
um, God just gave me this scripture in Ezekiel 37, paraphrased, it says, once you have been restored, immediately I will return you to your land. And I was like, okay, well that's cool. Like We knew that we needed to step out to be restored, to be healed, to have some space. We were like, what is this land? And I know land for us was back to pastoring. But I was like, maybe we meant to go back down to Christchurch. I said, no, maybe we should move. Three years later, a job at Coast Vineyard came up. And God said to me, remember that scripture? Is coast not your land? Is coast not your land? You know, that scripture, that was to do with, like, the Israelites. But the Holy Spirit illuminated to us, and it was a huge confirmation. So, how has God done that in your life? Has God given you direction? Maybe through the scripture, maybe through someone else giving you a word, or maybe you're seeking direction now for a major decision. I don't encourage you that the Holy Spirit is our helper. He wants to help you make those decisions. He wants to give you wisdom and help for those major things in life and the small things in life. You know, maybe you're a young person and you're deciding what to do with your life. The Holy Spirit's got an opinion about that. He knows you. He knows your giftings, your talents. So let's ask the Holy Spirit for direction. We can hold God to his word that the Holy Spirit will give us that guidance, hey? Amen? Good. Hey, the second thing the Holy Spirit gives us out of 33 is he gives us wisdom. James 1 verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all. So many times I need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Anyone else? Um, I find in relationships in particular, like conflict or you know, just difficulties I'm walking through. I'm not in a workplace setting at the moment, but when I was, you know, stuff that would go on down in work with people, where there are people, there are problems, <laughs> we used to say. Hey. In my season of life at the moment, when I am desperately crying out to God the most is parenting. And all the parents said... <laughs> You know, like, I would just be in a situation and my spirit would go, God, I don't know how to deal with this. Like, I need you and I need you now. Um, giving me that wisdom. And a few months ago, um, one of my children, and I promised them I wouldn't tell you who, was having a reasonably large external meltdown. Like, it was quite out there. And, um, you know, my first response and probably all the parenting books' first response would have actually been to come down on this behaviour. That is not acceptable behaviour. You know, off you go. And I went to do it and I felt this check in my spirit. That's not the way to do this. That's not for this situation. Not saying for the others. That's not going to work. And I went, and I just felt like God said, give her a hug. I was like, God, this behaviour is not huggable behaviour. <laughs> like, actually, she was beating me on the chest as I was hugging her. But I did. You know, I, I listened to that check in my spirit. I gave her a hug. And do you know what? Something shifted. Tears came out from under the anger. The pain came out from under the anger. The reason why the anger 
was there, it came out. And we ended up having this amazing conversation where instead of me just telling her off and we were able to have this talk and I was able to say, you know, God loves you and he knows this and just, just speak into her life. And I was like, thank you, Jesus, that you help us and you give us wisdom. Now, please hear me. I am not telling you these stories because I am all that. I spend way too much time on screen. I hear God a lot, but I do not obey him. Like, I could tell you 10 things that I feel like God's told me to do they haven't done. Honestly, there was, God told me to tell, God told me to ring someone the other day. Three days it took me to do it. Every day it got more and more. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I need to ring that person. And they were going on hospital the next day. I'm so pleased I finally listened. But this, I, like, I'm not telling these stories to go, oh, look at me. Please hear me. I'm telling these stories to encourage you that God can do this. And I know he's already doing it for you. But, you know, whether you're a parent and you need that wisdom, whether you're in the workplace, wherever you are, ask God for wisdom and then have an ear to hear because he will guide and lead you. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. So what do you need wisdom about? Are you asking the Holy Spirit? Are you opening up the word, expecting him to speak to you? Are you in your times with him, expecting him maybe to prompt you? Are you asking others to pray and give you words? You know, the Holy Spirit wants to give us wisdom. Thirdly, he counsels our souls. He counsels our souls. Now, the first two points are kind of external things outside of us, but the Holy Spirit loves to counsel the inside of us. It's like having a like counselor, like like an actual counselor, personal. Like it's cool. It can be challenging at times. Like, has anyone ever felt Holy Spirit conviction? Yeah. Oh, walk away. Oh, oh yeah. You're right. God, I shouldn't have said that. Oh yeah, that that was actually kind of gossip, wasn't it, God? Oh, you know. I love Holy Spirit's conviction though because it's not condemnation, which is shame, which is like. Paralyze. I always say to my girls, condemnation cripples. It makes us stop doing anything. Conviction empowers us to go and do it, make it right, you know. So the Holy Spirit, he convicts us. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us. In Romans 8.26, you know, when we don't know what to do, when we're struggling, we don't even know what to pray, it says the Spirit helps us in our weakness we don't know what prayer to offer, how to offer it, but the Spirit knows and intercedes on our behalf. Beautiful. You know, most of the times I've had issues to deal with in my life, first and foremost, it's because the Holy Spirit has shown them to me. And you know what? That's actually so gracious because it means other people don't have to point them out, which is way more embarrassing. You know, honestly, it is, hey? So it's like... You know, there's that beautiful psalm, isn't it, that says, search me and know me, O God. Show me. Show me what I need to know. Show me what's in my heart that you want to deal with or that you want to heal or that you want to bring me freedom in. Search me and know me, God. Show me where I need to change. I talked a little bit about this in my last sermon at Christmas. I mean, most of you weren't here because you were doing your Christmas shopping. But I was astounded at how many people came up to me at the end. Um, I talked about the fact that God led me through a time when whenever I came to him, I would just cry. 
and I didn't know why. And someone said to me, you need to ask God what the tears mean. And when I did, he led me in this healing journey where he reminded me of all the stuff that had happened in my past and he started to heal it step by step. I was astounded at how many people came up to me after that message and said, that's what God's doing in my life. That's exactly what he's doing. Well, that's the Holy Spirit being a counsellor, isn't it? You know, beautiful. Um, I almost broke up with Stanley. And I wasn't going to put this in, huh? sorry. I almost broke up with Stanley. Had this like, oh, he's not cool. You know, he's just not enough for me. God said to me, I was in the car. He said, Rachel, this is nothing to do with Stanley. This is all to do with you and your trust issues. I mean, he said, he said it in a loving way. <laughs> I mean, he said it in a loving way, but I was like, oh, you are so right, God. Like, you often are. But you are so right. Like, this isn't to do... How many of us have made dumb decisions because we haven't listened to God? Actually, it's all us. Sorry, I shouldn't have scrubbed that. <laughs> but no, honestly, the Holy Spirit is our counsellor. And if we would but ask, he will show us what we need and he will lead us on a healing journey. He helps us in our weaknesses. Are you okay? Yeah? All right, last point. The Holy Spirit empowers us to build his kingdom. These first three points have been about us, hey? But the Holy Spirit, we have also been given the Holy Spirit, not only to help us, but for us to help others, hey? For the Spirit to come and minister to others through us. In 1 Corinthians 12 verse 7, to each is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. I love that, the common good. The Holy Spirit is not just for us. The Holy Spirit is for the common good. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 15. Thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumph and through us spreads and makes evident the fragrance of the knowledge of God everywhere. The fragrance. As we allow the Holy Spirit to move through us for others, we are spreading the fragrance of the knowledge of God. And that sounds a little bit less scary to me, and maybe it doesn't to you, but it, to me that takes the pressure off of like, I just, God, do you want me to pray for that person, or do you want me to like just ring them? Like I said to you before, you know, I felt like God said, ring that person. Just by doing that, I was spread, that was simple, that was little. I was actually spreading the fragrance of God, and that little thing. We can all do that. Um, the Holy Spirit empowers us with an indwelling capacity to, in any situation, bring God's presence and kingdom to earth. In any situation, if we have the Holy Spirit and we have an ear to hear, we can bring the fragrance, the presence, the kingdom of God in little ways and in big. But you know what? Fragrance is just a little, you know, just a little squirt of perfume and it spreads because the small things can become big things, hey? You know, I feel like God might have um, known I was preaching this message because a few weeks ago, I had the phone call thing that I didn't listen to and then finally did. And then a few days later, I heard the end of a conversation Stanley was having with someone on the phone. And it, I could just tell that this person was having a really hard time. I was like, that's cool. Jumped in the car, took kids to school. Make her a meal. Oh, Lord, no, please, God, no. 
Like, honestly, I would rather do this than make someone a meal. It is just not my gifting. Like, I worry for hours. Do they like it? Are they going to like it? Is it going to be food? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, um, I don't think that was you, God. Carry on. <laughs> Get to, like, pass Silverdale count. I'm like, yeah. Okay, and we go, right. Bought a, just bought us some simple meal. Cooked chicken. Got home. And that wasn't you, God. No, she's going to think, why has she, this person turned up with a meal? I'm too scared to do it. No, God, this is silly. I got to the point where I was like, I'm, we're just going to eat that chicken for dinner. <laughs> and I felt like God said, that chicken will taste like sawdust in your mouth <laughs> if you eat that chicken, because that is not your chicken. That is that person's chicken. And I was like, oh, you're so right. God, got up, made the flippin' meal. Text the person. Anyway, gave the person the, the chicken. <laughs> Shh, tears. She burst into tears. She said, I, I just needed that so much. I had nothing planned. I had a really tough day. I just needed that. I was like, thank you, God, that I listened to you and I didn't eat that chicken. <laughs> but you know what? I was able to say to her, you know, God told me, like, yes, there's meal trains, and please sign up for them, because, you know, like, when I have to do it, it's the stress of my life, for those of you that have that gifting. But, you know... I was able to say, God told me to make you this dinner because he knows. He knows that you're going through a tough time. <laughs> and he loves you. And this is my very small way of spreading the fragrance of the Holy Spirit and the presence and the love of God to you. We can be witnesses in that way. So, you know, I wrestle with this stuff. I'm not always obedient. There's always fear with the littlest of thing of stepping out in the Holy Spirit. Like, honestly, I always have to be battle fear, just to be honest with you. But when I'm brave enough to overcome it, God is so good and so faithful. So we can bring the power and love of God to others. So let's be aware. You know, as you're driving and you just think of someone random, instead of just going, well, that was random, thinking of them, God? Do you want me to pray for them? Is there something you want me to do, like practically for them? Do you need me to ring them? Have you got a word for them? Do you want me to mow their lawns? I don't know. Like, just ask God, hey. I do it in the waiting room. Like, there's nothing productive ever happens in the waiting room. I get out my phone and I scroll through all my contacts. I'm like, who do you want me to text, God? Text some encouragement. So cool, because when you come out of the doctor, you've got like five or six like really cool texts back. Like, oh, thanks. And you know what? It doesn't matter if you get it wrong, as long as it's encouraging. Like, honestly, if someone turned up at my door with a meal and I didn't need it, I'd still be stoked. I once rang a lady. She, she had just been on my heart. I don't know why. I rang her, and I was like, oh, I've just really had you on my heart. How are you? She's like, I'm great. I'm fantastic. I was like, oh, OK. She's like, thanks for calling. Didn't matter that I got it wrong. We just had a nice conversation. And she's like, that's so cool that you have me on, my, on your mind. I was like, awesome. So it doesn't matter if we get it wrong. Hey, let's just be aware. Let's just be asking God, how can you minister through me, Holy Spirit? If someone's sick, you could offer to pray for them. If you, someone asks you for advice, just take a little moment. God, what do you want to say to them? Non-Christians, you don't have to tell them it's God. They just think that you're the most amazing person and wise. Or you could tell them. 
Because the more we step out and the more we do this, the more we can bring the fragrance of God's love, hey, and the witness and the encouragement and the power of the Holy Spirit. The world is in a really desperate place at the moment. And I felt like God reminded me, you know, let's not become desperate with the world, but let's become desperate for the Holy Spirit, more of the Holy Spirit in us, so that we can actually move through those desperate places and bring hope and light. And just to finish this point, you don't have to change who you are to do this. You know, like I will never be one of those people. Maybe I shouldn't say never. It is unlikely that I will be one of those people that is brave enough to walk up to a stranger and say, God's told me you've got a sore knee and I'm going to pray. <laughs> you know, like that's just, I'm an introvert, I'm shy, I'm a bit scared, um, whatever. But God can still use me, yeah? And God can still use you. Maybe you are one of those people. Awesome, I love it. I love hearing those testimonies that come through on our Facebook page, people like that. But you know what? You can be you. The Holy Spirit can move through you just how he's created you to be. He's given you a unique personality. And you don't have to look at that person and go, well, I can't do that and I can't be like that. God doesn't want you to do that and be like that. He just wants you to be you and invite the Holy Spirit to minister through you. God needs all sorts of people to be listening to him. Hey, this guy, Dr. Robert Mounts, who's a biblical scholar, said, how to live in and by the Spirit is one of the most important lessons a believer can learn. It is so important because the Holy Spirit guides and leads us into truth. And he does 32 things for us. Like, hello, it's really important, guys. And the Bible says that it's not something that happens automatically. It's something that we need to decide and be aware of and we must choose and ask. In fact, in Galatians 5, it uses the imagery of walking. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. The cool thing about walking, because I have a one-year-old, you know, is that you can walk, trip, walk, trip, walk, trip, and you're still walking. And as you practice and as you become more aware and as you step out in faith, I feel like God might have said this. I'm just going to try it. You take that step. You ring the person. They're like, nah, you fall. It doesn't matter. Or you might be a runner. Or you might be just walking slowly. The thing is, walking is just a daily God, Holy Spirit. I want to be aware of you. Come, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Give me direction. Give me wisdom. Give me advice. Search my heart. What do you want to do for others through me? Through everything we go through and face, Holy Spirit wants to be there for us. Through every decision, big decision we make, through interactions we have with others. He is an enabling power. He enables us. He helps us. So as we close this morning, look, this, I just wanted to inspire and encourage you to become hungrier for the Spirit, to remind you. As we've been talking, you might have even been reminded of the ways that the Holy Spirit has helped you. Maybe he's told you where something was that you lost, like me with my car, I don't know. Well, those big decisions, and you've thought, that's right, God really helped me make that decision right back then, or 
just remember the ways that the Holy Spirit has already worked in your life and be encouraged to continue to ask him in. Gordon Fee, who's another great biblical scholar, talks about hunger. There is a clear correlation between our own hunger after God and our experience of God. Seeking earnestly after the Spirit with readiness for whatever he may want to do. Not for the sake of our individual walk alone, but for what it will mean for the sake of the body. That's good, eh? So, this morning, wherever you are in your walk with the Spirit, he wants to be your helper. He wants to be intimately involved in your life, in and through you. So let's continue to be desperate and desire and really want to be walking with the Spirit. And as Jacinda said, we've been hearing stories about how people have been doing that, which is awesome. And um, let's be brave to actually have the faith to listen to our God who loves us and wants to help us, hey? Let's continue to be filled and walk in the Spirit. Thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day and be blessed.